Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Normally, we talk New Orleans Saints, but um, these are uh, different circumstances. Um, we're going to be talking about a little bit about the Saints, but um, we're going to be talking about uh, Buffalo Bills safety, uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh I'm pretty sure a lot of people, if you didn't watch the game on last night, I'm pretty sure you heard by now uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin um, suffered cardiac arrest um, after uh, making a tackle on, on special teams uh, on uh, T. Higgins, the wide receiver um, out of Clemson. Um, he stands up and all of a sudden he just collapsed to the ground. I mean, it was one of the most shocking things that I, I've seen. I, I thought I thought, quite frankly, like what happened to Tua Tonga Valo a couple of weeks ago um, probably would be one of the most shocking things that I've seen in my lifetime when it involves footballs and football and injuries. But this right here is just a completely different magnitude. Um, both of those events uh, took place on prime time. But, you know, Monday Night Football in, top, in front of the entire world, I mean, it was just absolutely uh, unbelievable. I mean, the, the the shock on the faces uh, of of the players, um, tears in their eyes, uh, guys watching their teammate fight for his life on the field in real time, and um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I mean, I have been thinking about this brother all night and all day, and there's so many people that that want to chime in and talk a little bit about what happened and how how they feel about it. Is the reason why I decided to do a podcast. Um, and also just kind of talk a little bit about uh, some of the comments that some of the Saints players actually uh, say via social media. Um, this is from um, Jarvis Landry says, man, prayers up. Please, 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 everyone, please. Uh, former New Orleans Saints left tackle to Ryan Armstead says, continue prayers for DeMar Hamlin and his family. All love Young King, uh, wide receiver rookie Chris Olave says prayers up. Mark Ingram, um, pulled through Young King, uh, Cam Jordan, uh, no words, just prayer uh, to this young man's fam and hope that he'll be all right. Uh, so a lot of New Orleans Saints players chimed in as well as many other NFL players around the league sending prayers uh, to safety DeMar Hamlin um, and, and his family. Um there are some things in life that are bigger than you and me and some of the things that we actually uh, value when it comes to sports. Uh, we all are Saints fans at the end of the day. We all want the Saints to win. 
we all want the saints to reach their full potential but there are some things that just come along that just make you realize that what we think about and what we get frustrated about and when we're yelling and when we're screaming at the tv like it, it comes along just tell us like man it's it ain't even that important right and this is one of those situations you know you have a lot of talking heads out here that that talk about oh this is a freak accident uh this never happened before well i'm glad that it never happened before but also it, it puts into perspective the possibility of it happening you know when we watch these guys and Sometimes we clown these guys for not making a tackle or we clown these guys for not making a catch or we clown these guys for fielding a punt, you know, where it don't need to be or throwing an interception. But there's a guy out there right now who's fighting for his life uh, doing a sport that every now and then you'll hear that there's a possibility that you can lose your life. There's a possibility that you can lose your career. I mean, we've seen it and I mentioned this on a video that I did with a wide receiver, Johnny Knox from the Chicago Bears, who was starting his career off on a high note. He was a guy who was a vertical threat and was making plays. And all of a sudden uh, he has a spinal injury and it cuts his career short. He loses uh, a substantial amount of weight and he never could get back to where he wants to be. And, and of course, uh, more recently, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know is uh, Ryan Shazier, um, the linebacker out of Ohio State who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was having a good career in his own right before uh, he suffered temporary paralysis. So there are so many guys out here that are dealing with certain situations. And sometimes, you know, it, it's not it's not the best thing for the NFL's bottom line to actually showcase these guys because it, it represents a harsh reality. And on um, this DeMar Hamlin situation is just um, – something that I'm pretty sure that they don't want to be in anybody's mind. Um, it just makes you think, man. It, it just, as for me, you know, um, as my son gets older, I want him to uh, take part in sports, but it also just makes me think about, you know, do I want to push him to, to do certain sports or, you know, I mean, it, it's crazy as that sound. It really does make you think about those type of situations. Cause can you imagine, uh, the mother of Demar Hamlin in a crowd and watching her son fight for the life, fight for his life on the field, like unbelievable stuff. There, um, unbelievable, you know. Um, but I, I, I didn't want to like uh, occupy the show, man. I'm honestly here to hear what you all have to say. Um, we we developed a family um, atmosphere here on the State of the Saints podcast. One of the reasons why I'm I'm doing the show because a lot of the When you have conversations with your family, it, you know, it's intimate, right? You know, everybody just kind of sitting around giving their thoughts, giving their feelings, giving their views. So I don't really feel like, you know, this is an actual show. You know what I'm saying? This is more like family members getting together, talking about something that is very, very serious and um, something that's very, very powerful uh, in its own right. And um, I know there's a lot of people that got some things to say. And uh, I just felt like it was necessary to uh, uh, do a show of this magnitude because, I mean, there are certain times, you know, where you actually have shows and there are things that it's tough to talk about. But um, some people just have feelings and they have views about some things and um, I think it just needs to be discussed. And also just 
uh, some of the the practices of some of uh, these talking heads out here really got to me uh, when it comes to DeMar Hamlin. I'll read some of your comments and um, we'll go from there. Trinity says, send in my prayers uh, to his family and the Bills organization praying for him. So sad. Glad the NFL decided to postpone the game. I'm going to be honest with you, Jerry, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and this ain't overreaction. If they would have continued that game, it would have been hard for me to watch NFL football anymore. Like, I'm serious. Like, I know some people, like, they talk about that whole Kaepernick situation. I ain't never watching it. Like, I, you know, that was, like, one of those things where I just feel like, man, people, like, eh, you're not going to sacrifice not watching football for that. But for this, like, it's one thing we hear people talk about the NFL and how they don't care about their players. We we hear this all the time. But it's one thing to actually speculate. It's another thing to see it very blatant. And this would be like very, very blatant. Like the only thing that I can think of that would show like this, I mean, the the lack of care that would be of this magnitude if they would have continued the game. Follow me for some of y'all that don't like wrestling. Owen Hart, Kansas City, Missouri, over the edge pay-per-view. He comes down. He was supposed to uh, ascend, you know, above the ring. And he was supposed to, like, look, get lowered down into the ring. Uh, he ended up uh, pressing a, a button, that re- a release cable, and he fell, like, 50 or 60 feet to his death. And he died in the middle of the ring in front of thousands of people. and owner and operator of WWE or WWF at the time, Vince McMahon decided to go on with the show. Right after this happens, a wrestler by the name of Jeff Jarrett was having an interview or a promo, and you can actually see like how he couldn't even get into character because he was so concerned about his friend. And it's just the fact that you actually finished that show. That, that was probably the only thing I can think of that will resemble uh, if they were um, to continue uh, to to do that game, that was the best decision. And honestly, I don't even like. I, I ain't got no choice but to take their word for it. But I think it had a lot to do with Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor because they pulled those guys from. They pulled them guys from the field, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Look, Joe Buck been doing this for a long time. I know a lot of people aren't Joe Buck fans, but Joe Buck saying that it was supposed to be a five-minute delay, they're going to get these guys five minutes. He got that from somebody. He He's not going to just go out here and just say, oh, man, they're going to give him five minutes just to say it. Somebody was feeding that from, to his ear or maybe somebody like that was in the booth with him and the box with him said that to him. And I think it was Sean McDermott, and Zach Taylor, who basically pulled rank and be like, nah, man, we're going to the locker room. Because they understood that this wasn't the right thing. This was probably like similar to when uh, what happened out there um, in uh, Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, and the Milwaukee Bucks, who were in a bubble at the time, decided to uh, not play that. I-, I think it was something similar to that. They'll never admit it because we all know the NFL likes to throw the brick and hide their hands sometimes, but I, I really feel like it was probably those coaches and those players probably stood up and said, nah, we ain't going back out there. And then finally, you know, the NFL was like, yeah, okay, you know, 
And it's like, we ain't never say that. I, I, they got it from somebody. So maybe the NFL didn't say it, but maybe the referees who probably was like confused. It was like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know what to do. I just give them a few minutes to kind of get themselves together. And then finally, like, they was like, nah, that ain't it. Let's go to the locker room, call the NFL. But somebody told Joe Buck that they was giving these guys five minutes to kind of, you know, I guess kind of warm up. They did. Somebody says that to him. I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't I do not care. Somebody says something to Joe Buck. Rather, they told him that in a headset. Or they told him that, uh, you know, in, inside the boot. But somebody said that to him. He's not just going to give that information out. Uh, truly sad news. Uh, Phil, um, for the player and his family, much prayers to him. Sadly, his career is likely over. Well, I tell you what, Derek, um, his career is, is a man. Forget his career. Like, I'm I'm serious, Derek. Forget his career. I, I'm, I care about this dude's well-being. Like, look, there's only ve- – there's very few people that can say I played in the National Football League rather it's a down, rather it's a play. I, I mean, I don't care what it is. Rather it's uh, 12 years like Cam Jordan. To play the, in the National Football League is an honor and a privilege because everybody can't do it. There's a reason why – you, you have guys out here that that go, you know, excuse my friend, balls to the wall when they're talking about sports. A lot of them probably have repressed memories because they feel they wish they, they that they were out there. I don't care about him playing football again. I care about this dude's well-being because you got people at the hospital right now who care about this young man, who, who don't care if he plays another down ever again. You think his mom cares? And I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about you, uh, you know, Derek. I'm just saying in general, I'm just saying from my personal opinion, nobody like nobody freaking cares about him playing football again. Like, seriously, like that, that that takes a backseat to his well-being. I want to see this man get up out the hospital and, and continue his life. This dude is 24 years old, man. Can you imagine like for those that are not 24? Right. Those that, that that live past 24, what were you doing when you were 24 years old? You were full of life. I mean, it was just exciting, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, if you will. This dude have a whole life ahead of him. And we all know that, you know, you only play so many years in the National Football League anyway. I mean, which you're probably around, when you get around my age, which I'm 36, you're probably done. Right? So I don't care about his football career. I care about his life. And him continuing to be able to hug and embrace the ones that got him to this point. That woke up in the morning and say, hey, boy, you got football practice. Or like, okay, what time your football practice is over? They waiting out there in the car to go pick him up. Was excited when he got the letter uh, to commit to the University of Pittsburgh. Like, those are the people that I'm thinking about at this time. And I'm pretty sure they can care less about him playing safety for the Buffalo Bills. I know I wouldn't. Uh, had to censor myself like a fool on trying not to curse, but uh, this things uh, me when somebody or uh, something like this happens to anyone. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, man. This this right here, like, man, this this brother been on my mind. I mean, he been on my mind all night, all day, and I mean, I just think about it from a parent perspective too, man. 
You know, that, that kind of stuff hit different. Like when you and you don't even got to be a parent. It, it, it can be someone that you're really close to that you had an investment at, at raising and, and, and watching them grow. And imagine like, I mean, man, my goodness, prayers up to his family. This is one of those times where I don't think Skip Bayless meant anything bad. He just horrible with words. We all know that uh, the situation, nobody could be dumb enough to be negative on. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, read this, this comment. I'm pretty sure everybody probably wondering for those that may not have been on social media, probably wondering to yourself what maybe uh, Yella and um, Jerry are referring to. This is Skip Bayless tweet. They got a lot of people up in arms, including myself. It says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So I guess at the end he says, which, you know, seems irrelevant. Like, yeah, the regular, like the regular season seems irrelevant or the game itself seems irrelevant. But you had a lot of people that that went in on him, including uh, Saints wide receiver Jarvis Landry says, you are a sick person. I mean, you had several people out here like Dez Bryant, former Cowboy, uh, had a cup of coffee with the Saints or practice or two. Uh, he said that you need to they need to cancel uh, Skip Bayless. Uh, th there's a lot of people upset. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Shannon Sharp did not show up to work today. I mean. You you put that together. I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that, but um, I don't know. But all I know is this. Um, Skip Bayless, for about 30 to 40 years, has made a living, millions upon millions of dollars, at exploiting athletes. Okay? He has exploited athletes. He has talked about athletes. He has said all type of things about these athletes, and I just feel like, he feels as if he's on Mount Olympus, right? When you have basically carved out a lane for yourself, like if we if we be real, Skip Bayless is the Taysom Hill of media. Like seriously, he has carved out a lane for himself. He realizes that barbershop talk, there is a lane for that. And he has elevated himself uh, to heights that he probably didn't even think they were attainable or imaginable. This guy makes about $20 million a year, if if not more, as sitting at a desk for about two hours and just lambasting players and talking about what he saw and what he's doing and all that kind of stuff there. And I really did feel like when you have those executives talking about how great you are and they throwing money at you, I really feel like you're starting to believe that you're beyond reproach. And it's going to take a lot more than you showing a pair of exclusive Jordans on a Friday for anybody to just look past what you're doing. I, I, I want to say when I seen the whole Shannon Sharp situation, the way that he kind of, you know, made Shannon Sharp look like he was just a dog or something like that, that you're telling him to obey, put your glasses back on. It kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But I just think when situations like this, when people tweet, they, they have to think about the consequences. I don't think he does because I really feel like he feel like he's made a Teflon. Like when, when you roll like that, when you tweet the way he does, 
I just really feel like he thinks he's made out of Teflon and he's not. And I just think that I think that people need to help him understand that you're in this position because people allowed you to be in this position. Like, see, you're, you're like for some apparent reason, when people get to a certain level, they feel like it's more about them more so than about the individuals that made them who they are. See, it took individuals to watch your show, to invest in you in order for networks to invest in you. So when you look at this situation with Skip Bayless, I just think that the dude ego is the size of Texas and Alaska at the, at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like It's about the size of both of those states. And if you don't know, those are two of the biggest states in the union that we have. So is it the reality is this dude needs a reality check, right? And I, I really feel like this could be one of those situations where everything just comes crumbling down. But I don't know. I don't know. You know, we live in a microwave world. Some people are really legitimately outraged by this. And then you have other people that just follow suit. I don't know where you fall, but I feel like as, as a broadcaster, and we talk about this all the time here, here at the station and also with the State of the Saints podcast. I have obligation to you, rather you want to believe it or not, right? You you have an obligation to your audience, right? To, to never shortchange them and also never use your powers for evil. Some people have an ability to speak and, and, and say certain things and make people feel. And it's a great weapon to have, right? But you have to use it the way that it should be. And you have a lot of people that can, you know, incite a crowd and they use it for negative reasons and they use it to elevate themselves. They use it to give themselves more money and make, you know, make themselves bigger than what they actually are. And this is one of those situations where I think he has to know that the reason why you're in this position is because of individuals like you and me who invest in these shows. And we're not going to take him just, like doing something like this and not being able to read the room. That was a classless move. And I, I'm not trying to decipher anything. I, I'm not trying to read through a tweet. I ain't try, look, it was in bad taste. Nobody cares about the playoffs. Nobody cares. Like none of those guys, like those guys out there right now. You wake up in the morning during the off season. You prepare, you're working out. Then you got OTAs, then you got minicamp. These dudes have dedicated their lives to the game, right? I don't think that, like, we can get mad, like, we can get mad at New Orleans Saints players all day, all night. Buffalo Bills fans can get mad at Buffalo Bills, Bengals, what have you. But none of these games are as important to, you know, as important to us as it is to them, like, period. Like, because they're the ones that's putting in the work. And, for them to say, man, it ain't even that important. Like the most important thing is DeMar Hamlin. That is what matters. And him talking about playoff implications, who cares? Who cares? Because when you start talking about stuff like that, that's when the selfishness come in. Because you're thinking about your storylines. You're thinking about uh, prepping for the show. That's, that's what you're thinking about. You're not thinking about an actual human being who was fighting for his life in the middle of thousands of people and millions watching around the world. 
So you got to do some soul searching when you're doing some stuff like that. Uh, we got to get off social media uh, thinking everything real. Um, I don't know exactly what we're talking about, what's real, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Can you elaborate on that, Ro? Um, I, I don't want to misquote you. Or I don't want, I don't want you. You know, I want to be able to understand what you're fully saying before I respond today. Uh, e. Jones said, "I think Shannon went to see his grandchild uh, that was just born." Well, that's 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 nice. You know, what I'm saying that's nice, and I have no choice if that's the case to accept that. But I guess if you look at like his track record uh his his availability during certain times you know i'm just wondering uh, i just told this to the dude in the comments skip been doing this to athletes especially african-american athletes the guy has carved out a lane for himself uh throughout his his career you know like by exploiting athlete like it, 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 I, I think y'all know what I'm talking about. Like some of you probably watched them old Dolomite movies and stuff like that back in the day. They used to call those uh, movies uh, black exploitation movies, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you basically using the struggle or using like black situations to line the pockets of, you know, of these executives or whatever like that. Skip Bayless is doing the same thing. You know, he, he takes the athletes, he exploits them by talking about them, making, you know what I'm saying, making little funny nicknames for them and stuff like that. And he carved out a lane for himself. But also, I just feel like when, once again, when you get so high on the hill, when you're like in Mount Everest, you know what I'm saying, you you within the clouds, it's hard for you to see what's going on at the bottom. Because once you get up there, sometimes it's just you. Or you're surrounding yourself around a, a supporting cast of individuals to to enhance your way of thinking, uh, to inflate your way of thinking. And, you know, you're not able to read the room. And I think that's just one of those cases, like how he takes pride about, man, I, I follow no one. I really feel that way. I, I really feel like he doesn't. I think that he marches to the beat of his own drum. And I think he's oblivious to certain things that are going on. And I just think that he has established himself uh, and he he just really, truly believes like he's the, the best ever. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about him. You know, he don't continue to do what he wants to do because that's what made him who he is. And he feel like he's beyond reproach. And when you have those executives that are making millions upon millions of dollars, uh, as Skip Bill is sitting at a desk and talking and saying all these things about LeBron James and up in the Cowboys and all that kind of stuff, they're not going to say anything to you as long as the money keeps rolling in. That's why sometimes it, it takes individuals to give guys a reality check. Now, I'm not talking about the individuals that are out here that is just ain't got nothing else to do with their life except for, you know, strolling, 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 trying to find something, you know, wrong with a person's tweet from 20 2011 or something like that i ain't talking about those folks but i'm talking about those individuals over the course of time they start to see a little bit of a change and, and kind of raise an eyebrow and be like hey man nah bro we look this ain't gonna go you know I, I think that that's up to the people like you and me to help them realize that because sometimes like i said people can get so so full of themselves they don't even realize the individuals that actually help them 
you know, get to that particular point. They they tend to forget about those individuals because they feel like ah, I don't need that guy anymore. I, I don't need him. Although I don't uh, disagree on uh, your take on Skip, I don't think this tweet was meant in the way uh, some perceive. To me, the ending of the tweet shows this. Well, look, I, I look. All, all I'm saying is, regardless, nobody cares about that. I guess that's what that, I guess that's what was. I guess that's what the, the whole point of it was like. Nobody cared about it at that moment. Like for the first thing for you to say is, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, this is a big game. You can't just cancel the game like this. Like, because here's the thing. When a when a person gets injured, we really don't understand the severity of the injury. So you have people that's out here that just tweet, man, prayers up, man. He didn't get up. He didn't get up uh, right away, so prayers up. Kind of like the same thing with Josh Sweat, right? Josh Sweat for the Philadelphia Eagles goes down in the Saints game, right? And everybody, man, I hope Josh Sweat okay. We hope Josh Sweat okay. It, it becomes, I hate to say it like this, but it, it, it becomes like white, you know what I'm saying, like background noise because everybody doing it. It's like, like no, I don't know, you know, slipping and getting right back up right yeah it's the right thing to do you know what i'm saying or you bump into somebody oh excuse me it's kind of like you know just words to say but in this situation i just feel like i'm always looking at the next move right now he said oh you know what i'm saying i hope the young man okay but then it's like when they start talking about the game being canceled, the first thing that comes out your mouth is referring to the playoff implications. Like, who cares? Like, who who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like once again, it's a it's a natural reaction. When somebody, I lost my I lost my mom, I lost my dad, I, I lost my friend, man, prayers up for them. You know, oh man, today is my special day. Happy birthday to you. It's it just like it's just natural, right? It's just a natural reaction. But afterwards that's that's my biggest issue you the first thing that comes out your, like the dude fighting for his life it's obvious that they already said this and the next thing to come out your mouth is about playoff implications so that i think that's what people are referring to like because at that point who cares who cares about that who cares about it at all i don't you don't <laughs> his family don't his teammates don't so why are you talking about that it just it just was bad in bad taste. I lost my brother December 2020. He was 23 at the time. So this really has my skin crawling prayers up uh, for him and his family. Yeah, man, I'm sorry uh, about that. You know, losing somebody uh, that's close to you, especially like, you know, a person that's young and full of life. Man, that, that that's a hurtful thing. Uh, prayers up. Yeah, I mean, look. Demar Hamlin is is a guy who's young, twenty four years old. He's full of life, and um, you know, before this happened, you know, and um, man, you just hate to see this type of stuff. Let it be Tom Brady. He will want NFL to cancel the whole season. I agree with that. Uh, hell with the game. His life is more important. All he has to do was send his prayers like everyone else. Yeah, I mean. Everybody just kind of did that and then kind of, you know, was on a wait and see approach. And then all of a sudden, here we come talking about playoff implications. 
Damn, I just watched the clip of Skip telling Sharp to put his glasses back on. That's wild. Uh, Brandon says, dude said his boss at Fox called him and told him to clarify. Sad it came today. Well, of course, they probably told him to clarify today because, once again, it's about the bottom line. Now, if nobody would have said anything at all or maybe a few people wouldn't have mentioned it, like like you and me, I don't think anything would have came of it. But it's, it's the magnitude of the individuals that, that that said these things. Like I said, Jarvis Landry was one. Um, you know, uh, Dez Bryant was another. Like, these are some influential guys. These are guys that are in the National Football League. These are the guys that are out there on the field. And they also are very important to your bottom line because you're supposed to be talking about them. And you're supposed to be the face of, you know, I guess football and sports criticism. So, of course, he's going to call them because that's that's messing with his money. Uh, you're right. Uh, if it was Brady, uh, Skip would go off if a defensive player did to him and said the Bucks should automatically get the W. Uh, I'm just uh, chirping in. Uh, Skip Bayless uh, needs to be fined a fight. I'm pretty sure he, I mean, he, he, apo- he apologized today, but I don't know, man. I think people were kind of like, you know, almost at the brink of, you know, just washing their hands with uh, with Skip Bayless, you know, from that whole Shannon Sharp thing a couple weeks ago. This is why I rather do voice to voice talking instead of text. Words and meanings get mis. Uh, misconstrued uh not speaking for anyone but me right now yeah i agree you know what i'm saying i, I definitely uh, agree with that you know some words you know can get a little bit misconstrued but some things you know they're they're pretty blatant and i just think that people aren't giving skip Bayless the benefit of the doubt because throughout his time of being on social media he's very frank uh a lot of the stuff that he says is very like condescending egotistical narcissistic at times so people just feel like, you know, when, when you have all of that built up capital, it, it's hard for people to just be like, ah, I don't think he said that, even if it is the case. Right. You know, it, it's almost like a, a guy who is a pickpocket, you know what I'm saying? And like he's constantly caught pickpocketing somebody. And then all of a sudden somebody loses their wallet and be like, oh, it's not me. Like, nah, bro, it's not, it's not. you you going the back just like everybody else. You the, you the prime suspect. So even if that wasn't the case, like you have all this built up capital of of tweets and comments in the past, it's hard for people not to like look at you and be like, hey, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, something wrong with this guy right here. Like something is like terribly wrong uh, with the, with this guy. Um, But, you know, all in all, I said, man, with Demar Hamlin. It's um it's it's a, a un, very unfortunate circumstance, man. But shouts out to the individuals in the National Football League, uh, for chiming in, uh, for standing behind their brothers, uh, but having their brother back in a tough situation. You know, a lot of lot of guys. You know, I, I watched um, Dominique Foxworth talk a, a little bit about it. You know, he was over the NFL Players Association before uh, Troy Vincent uh, took over, um, and you know, one thing he did say that I definitely uh, kind of disagree with, uh, and it's it was the whole thing about you know people not caring about uh, Demar Hamlin, people not caring about his well being, and and how people really just don't care. 
You know, at the end of the day, I, I definitely disagree with that. Now, there are people that will use this situation for nefarious reasons, right? They, they will do it in order for them to promote their own political agenda, uh, their ideologies that that has helped them to line their pockets throughout the years. Like you, you got, you know, individuals, you know, like Matt Walsh. Uh, I don't know. Some of you probably know who that is, but he's a guy who kind of, you know, wants to talk about, uh, you know, these different individuals out here, the LGBT community and stuff like that. Instead of him worrying about the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation, you, we know that they were trying to uh, kind of prolong, you know, until they figured out what was going on with him. So we seen a bunch of commercials come on. Instead of him thinking about that, he's talking about how the commercials didn't have a mother and father in the home. Like who, who, like who up here sitting up here watching commercials and caring about this at this point. But of course it's about, feeding his base and and trying to build his agenda then you have guys like jason whitlock who are sitting up here when you have guys like ryan clark which y'all know you know how i feel about you know him but i'm just saying for this man to be sitting up here giving his opinion and thoughts and views about you know how it was when he was in the hospital and stuff like that and and basically trying to discredit this man and, and trying to say, oh, man, you know, ESPN is just trying to use this for, you know, they, they, they just trying to say all the right things. This ain't how they really feel. And we know why he's doing that. You know, he he's built a whole platform on YouTube where he's kind of going against the grain. He got this whole bad guy wrestler thing going where you come out and you just completely like, you know, go against the hometown and, and talk about the hometown team and, you get those little boos and stuff. That's kind of like what Lane he in. So all these people out here trying to profit off, you know, off this dude by going against the grain and trying to line their own pockets in the process, right? And then you also have those minions that follow them who believe anything that they believe and will regurgitate anything they regurgitate. Those are those are the people that I I you know, I understand when it comes to Dominique Fox, where he probably, you know, referring to, but there are individuals that really are genuinely concerned about the players. Like I've, I've been on this show on countless occasions and I talk about the injuries to these players and, and how we sometimes, you know, start bashing the players. Like when we talk about Michael Thomas, for example, like we talk about Michael Thomas and we talk about, Oh man, he don't want to play. Oh man, he a bum. Oh, trade that clown, this, that, and the third. And it's because a lot of the things that we are getting information about basically kind of makes Michael Thomas look as if, you know, he doesn't want to play or it makes him look like he, you know, he, he doesn't care about the team. And when we start talking about the medical staff, you know, we kind of brush that stuff off because maybe the, the media isn't really talking about the medical staff as much. We we take the size of these organizations instead of these players. And I think that's what he's probably referring to. But at the same time, I got a lot of respect for these guys who play the game, who put their bodies on the line, who have these injuries. And, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want him to feel as if nobody cares because I can't speak for everybody, but I know I do. And it's not just because I want to see the Saints win. I'm not like. We, we talked about Jameis Winston, you know, before, like with the back injury. I'm like, I want to see him play, but I ain't trying to see him ruin his career to go out there to throw a 70-yard touchdown of, of Chris Olave. Like, it don't get that serious, right? You got to think about the human being, 
right? So there, I, I sincerely care about, you know, these guys and, and their well-being because they're human just like you and me. They just do an extraordinary, you know, they do an extraordinary uh, thing, you know, and, and they do a thing that a lot of people cannot do. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're human beings. You know, they're, they're human beings at the end of the day. So that part I, I didn't agree. I didn't agree with. But you're always going to have individuals out here that's going to be able to, you know, be trying to capitalize. They want to be they want to be capitalist. They they want to. They want to line their own pockets and they want to generate fake outrage to make you outrage. Right. You know, and. I, I just, you know, it, it's always going to be individuals that's going to be doing stuff like that. That's why politics is cancer. Even with a man on the brink of debt, they still find a way to benefit their audience and pockets. Exactly. And that's the reason why I shy away from it. Like people, you know, ask me and talk to me. I, I do not care. No, I don't. I don't care. I feel like when it comes to stuff like that. That is the main reason why we're in the situation that we're in right now when it comes to division and people not understanding one another. We are learning about each other through books and through, uh, you know, all this opinionated news. We don't sit down and we don't try to understand one another. We don't try to have conversations with one another. We think that we understand the book because we read the first page. And honestly, the first page is basically cliff notes. You don't know how to feel about a certain individual you watching. Oh, I, I watched this movie called New Jack City the other night, you know, and, you know, it, it, it betrays, you know, African-Americans. So I, I seen this this this, you know, movie about, you know, meet the Fockers or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we learn about each other through narratives, through movies that, that perpetuate stereotypes and also opinionated news that gives us any feeling and any view that we want to have. Like, I mean, how can you learn about a person from that? Like one thing that I try to pride myself not to do is when somebody tell me about a human being to just accept that just because you may have a, a negative experience with that person doesn't mean I'm going to have a negative experience. And I think a lot of people shortchange themselves from relationships from friendships, from marriages, from all these things by allowing stereotypes and allowing individuals to tell you about an, another individual and you have absolutely no experience having a conversation with them, doing things with them, cooperating with them in any way, shape or form. And until we get away from doing stuff like this, we're going to continue to have the same problems and we're going to continue to have individuals that are going to be able to line their pockets by giving you an agenda that that you may feel is necessary, but is not. TJ, I'm going to tell you this. Jason Whitlock speaks a lot of truth. Look, Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock, I, I, I'm just saying this. Jason Whitlock may say some things that may be factual, but at the same time, is 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 not so much his feelings and his views. They're they're like I'm I'm just look. Here's the thing. If I want you to like me, if I want to get a following, if I want to get people on board with what I'm doing, I am going to. I can create 
I can create this persona. I can create this character that makes you believe anything that you want to believe. Like it's just like, and, and and it's not the fact that he's not saying some things that ain't true. It's just the fact of why are you saying the things that aren't true? Do you really have a problem with this going on in society? Or do you feel like this is a lane that you can carve out for yourself in order for you to line your own pockets? That's when I have a problem. When a person is not giving you their real, genuine, authentic self, and they are basically just creating a character for everybody to follow and to believe in, then that's when I got a problem with it. Because it just seemed like to me that you're taking talking points. And, bro, I'm not, I'm not new to the game. I understand analytics. I understand how when guys have these meetings, how they break things down analytically when it comes to age, when it comes to race, when it comes to uh, political affiliation. And they have these things. They, they have these things on paper, and it tells you what direction that you need to go in and what, you know, what person that you need to appease to, what demographic you need to appease to, and if you're trying to reach another audience, uh, a certain age group, to how to spin it so you can gravitate and, and you know, gra- get those people to gravitate to what you're doing as well. I have no problem with a guy giving his opinion, but I do have a problem with people doing this stuff for nefarious reasons, not really truly believing what they're saying and basically just using guys who can be considered by some as lightning rods to gravitate to them in order to line their pockets in order to get financial gain for themselves that's what i got a problem with i'm not saying that some of the things that he doesn't say may not you know register to some but i am saying i am wondering to myself why is it that you're 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 talking about certain individuals you talk about them in a certain way in a bashing way but then when it comes to like a certain individual that may appease to a certain demographic you give them light jabs that's not fair you know what i'm saying like you you got to call it for what it is like if you're gonna sit up here and talk about one person that's being trash you got to talk about another person being trash so you know like and it can't just be because oh i supported this guy oh you know what i'm saying this person you know i you know like nah man if if i don't care who they are you got to call it for what it is you got to call it for what it is and if you're not then you're being disingenuous that's why, you know, I just thought about that. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I'm wondering to myself, like, if that's what it takes to get to the top, if that's what it takes to line your pockets, I'm not doing it. I, I got to stay true to myself. I got to stay true to what I'm doing. And I don't care, like, I don't care who likes it. You know what I'm saying? I love what I'm doing. When I cut this mic off and I cut this camera off, I can walk away and, and be comfortable at the way that I presented myself doing the State of Saints podcast I'm comfortable with what I'm doing here at WLGI. I'm comfortable with what I'm, you know, saying how I am as a as a family man, you know, as a, as a son. Like I'm comfortable with that. Like, and if that means that I have to alternate myself or change myself in any way to be something that I'm not, I'm not for it. And they they ain't got they ain't made enough money yet for me to do that. I think I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing okay. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be in a position that I'm in right now. And I've, and I've done it by staying true to myself. I just think that, you know, 
I, I just think that we live in a world today where it just seems like people are just trying to find the quickest way to get to the top. People think that people are trying to find the quickest way to get to the top. But guess what? It's cool that you got to the top pretty fast, but I'd rather take my time to know that I would be able to maintain my position. You know, because what happens then? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what happens when you reach the top? You're not going to be satisfied with it. But guess what, man? You made a made a full sprint to the top. But guess what? I'm looking at the scenery. I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking at the beautiful houses on a process on, on a way to the top. That's what I'm doing. If you ain't enjoying the process, then what are you doing it for? That's, I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know. That's how I feel. Thank y'all for the prayers. Uh, God ain't uh, going to let me down. Yeah, man. Prayers up to you, man. Prayers up to you at, at the expense of who? That's the, uh, if the players was jail, uh, Julian Edelman or Josh Rosen, you think Skip Bayless would have made comments? Uh, heck no. Nah. He understood the consequences. Remember, you are called uh, three-fifths of a human. Look, I'm not going to go into that. I don't, I, I'm not, look, that's, that's your opinion, EA, and I respect that. Do I think that Skip Bayless is a racist? No, I do not. I don't think that he's a racist. I don't think that he's a racist, but I do feel like he's a narcissist and he's egotistical. And I think that when you look at individuals, when you look at individuals uh, that start shows, when you when you look at where you started out at cold pizza, right? And you mark, you know, you're looking around at some of these shows now. The first thing first, uh, the uh, the speak for yourselves, the the first takes. All these shows, to be honest with you, you know, he is the, the easy E of. Like, I, I got to give him credit. He is the one that showed these, these uh, executives that sitting two guys at a desk, going back and forth, rapid fire, you as a viewer has to make a decision within 10 minutes who you believe. He has, he is the godfather of that. And when you looking around at the work that you've done, you have a tendency of kind of beating yourself on the chest and just like, man, you know, like I, I created this, like y'all need me. And you may go out here and be a little bit reckless and you may, you know what I'm saying, be a little bit arrogant because you feel like you're the one that started it all. And I just think that he just feels that he's at a level where he can say what he wants and do what he wants and there'll be very little consequences because of how much he has elevated himself about how many times that he has went back to the table to re, uh, renegotiate his contracts, how he was able to basically finesse himself in the late hours to be able to get the maximum amount of money when he threatened to go back to ESPN to go alongside with Stephen A. Smith once again. So I just think that that plays a huge role. I think that when it came to Shannon Sharp, I don't think it had anything to do with race. I think it had everything to do with, once again, him being an egomaniac, being like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have picked anybody. I could have picked anybody to be my co-host. I chose you. You know, so when you when you say stuff like that, you know, I feel like that's where, you know, you probably start to have the problem that, you know, I just think that it's just his ego. I don't, I, I don't think that it has anything to do with him being a racist. I think it has everything to do with him being an egomaniac. I, I I do like I, I really do like it, it is seriously man like look at what like honestly look at 
all of the shows that basically have been started based on Skip Bayless' brainchild. That that I mean, that can be grounds for arrogance. That be can be uh, grounds for an inflated ego. I, I don't think like I just think that sometimes we, when we see a person of an opposite race and a person may you know, carrying themselves in a certain way, we just automatically just try to tie it up in a big racism boat. Now, there are times where you're absolutely right. You know, that person may have racist tendencies that they need to deal with. But, and sometimes I just feel like some people are just arrogant. You know, they they reach a certain level and they just feel like nobody can't tell them anything. And I think that's what Skip Bayless is at. I, I don't think it has anything to do with him being a racist, quite frankly, I, I just don't believe it. I just think it has everything to do with, um, I just think it has everything to do with the fact that he feels like he created this, this opinionated sports world that we live in right now. Bro, come on with it. A uh, white uh, lock uh, <laughs> would uh, bash LeBron James for the missing layup and make it seem he was raised by wolves, but will praise Brad Favre, who had proven to be a crook. Yeah, I mean, look, Brian, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's a bad guy it's a bad guy wrestler uh mentality like it's it's like he watched pro wrestling and like okay man what what does it takes to be a bad guy right you know uh well you know i'm gonna criticize ryan clark for telling this story and being emotional on tv talking about demar hamlin and you know i'm going to you know criticize uh scott van pelt you know like it, it's 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 the ultimate troll job, but it's also for individuals to see that. Like, I think that he's the type of person that wants to build himself, you know, and like as a character. Like his character is, you feel like it's going to get him where he needs to be. I, I just there's just certain people that you see, and when you watch them on television, you wonder to yourself, like, if you catch them outside like the studio, not doing nothing to them physically, but just like approach them and talk to them and ask them. I don't think they'll remember half of the stuff that they say. I just think that it has everything to do with them trying to become a character to be able to, you know, excite a crowd, uh, get people talking and people are like, who said that? And then all of a sudden you tell them who it is and all of a sudden, let me go check it out. That, that's what it is. Uh, I will call you out if you were not being your authentic self. Well, that's never that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. There was a time, and um, I, I tell people I got an article right now on, on uh, Voyage uh, STL, a Voyage, uh, yeah, VoyageSTL.com, and I talked a little bit about how I started out into broadcasting, and I I, I talked about how you know I started this uh. This little podcast with two other guys when I was out in Arlington, Texas, and well, living in Dallas rather. And um, I wasn't being my authentic self. I was trying to be like when the early stages of Charlemagne the God. I wasn't being myself. I wasn't being my true self. I was trying to be something that I wasn't. And it just didn't work. It like I don't think it's a coincidence that I've tried and I've done so many different podcast ventures. But it was the one that I really, truly care deeply about is the one that was successful. It's because, you know, it, I was being myself in the process. So you got to stay true to yourself. You got to stay true to yourself. And I'm not going to lie to you. There are times and there are individuals that 
won't stay true to yourself and they may find themselves being successful but there's nothing better to being able to look at yourself in the mirror and knowing that you didn't shortchange anybody to know that you gave it your all to know that you you took that obligation of of um you know doing right by the people that's listening to you that's investing in your growth that's investing in your development as a podcast as a human being and you're not shortchanging and there's no better feeling than knowing that you can sleep at night when it comes to that that's why you know you see a lot of individuals who you know who make all this money they become super successful and the next thing you know you know you like they going off the deep end you know, people wondering, like, man, what's going on with that person? Man, they got so much stuff going on for themselves. You know, and all of a sudden, like, they just losing their mind because they don't like what they see in the mirror for the most part. Not all of them. Some people just have those issues. Um, but it, it, it's tough when you don't like what you see in the mirror, man. It, it's tough. It, it's absolutely tough. Uh, Romain, uh, but for real, you're right. It's all love. Uh, Paul Anthony, you will be a great cop, I'm sure. Bayless has always been a clown. He's a Jerry Springer sports uh, commentary, and like Jerry Springer, he will flame out. Well, look, I don't know if he'll flame out. And if he does, then there's always going to be somebody else to be able to pick up the bloodstained banner, if you will. There's always going to have somebody that's going to be able to pick it up because we live in a world today where people like controversy. You know, you, know, you ever just wonder to yourself, you know, when you have an accident, why is traffic going so slow? Right. It's not because of traffic. I mean, not because of the accident, the accident be on the side of the road. It's because everybody's slowing down, trying to see the damage on the side of the road. Right. It, it has absolutely nothing to do with your destination and where you're going. But it's just a person that's in front. that's just trying to slow down to see what the heck is going on. That's the mind frame of society right now. Everybody wants to see the train wreck. Everybody wants to see the disaster. Everybody wants to look at, you know, the train wreck or the creative uh, car wreck. You know, everybody wants to see that. Like you seeing a guy making 230 some odd million dollars more money than you can ever just think about having. And all of a sudden, like, oh, they missed the big shot or they don't catch the pass. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like some people will just look at that because. It makes them feel good to see another team's misfortune, you know what I'm saying, misfortunes or a player's misfortunes. Like, as long as you have this type of mentality where, you know, we big up and, and, and crowd around the negativity and we just shy away from the positive, the positivity of the world, there's always going to be a Skip Bayless. Like, Skip Bayless, what, about 70-some-odd years old? You know, I pray that he, he lives to see 100-plus. But there's going to be a time where he's no longer here, but there's going to be another guy that's going to be another Skip Bayless because it's not just Skip Bayless. It's, it's a combination of Skip Bayless and the minds of modern-day society as well. Uh, you just got to put them uh, back in line. Charlemagne got bigger problems to worry about now. Well, you know, I mean, look, <laughs> at the time, I mean, I, I, I liked his no-nonsense Tight mentality, but you know, as he started to develop as a, a broadcaster, he kind of came, you know, and said that that was a character that he created. And I honestly, do I want to be? I had to ask myself the question: Do did I want to be a character? Like, no, I don't. You know, like 
when I'm talking to you all right now, I'm I'm talking to you like I talk to my mom. I'm talking to you like I talk to my wife. Like I, I I'm not being something that I'm not. Honestly, if I feel like I'm about to get behind a, a mic or you know get behind a mic and just act as if I'm something I'm not, um, more times than not, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not gonna do a show. That's why when people ask me like, man, why you don't always have a set time? Because there are times I don't feel it. And no matter what the situation is, I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't want to just be, oh, this happened and then jump behind the mic. Now, there are some times where some things may happen and I'm able to do something in real time. Maybe I'm not doing anything and I'm able to jump, you know, jump on, on screen and be able to tell you about it. But for the most part, if I'm not feeling it, if I'm up here watching TV with my wife or I'm out here playing with my son or something like that, reading a book or, you know, it, it was almost like... um couple of years ago all right um not last year i mean not this year but last halloween when you know the saints beat tampa pj williams get the pick six to, to seal the game and you know everybody was talking about i mean it was a great victory and you know you had people you know talking and doing shows and stuff like that and it was exciting and it shots out to them but i mean i was trick-or-treating with my son and that, that was nothing more important than that to me you know <laughs> like passing out candy and you know and being able to see him walk around in his elmo costume like there are certain things you know so I'm, I'm just if i'm not feeling it i'm not doing it i just feel like authenticity should not be a lost art it, it should be something that that people just aspire to be authentic you know and true to themselves because if you pay attention to certain things my goodness man it'll make you feel like you have to be something completely different to make it i, I fail to believe that I'm, I'm going to continue to be my authentic self and i'm going to try to continue to make that you know like the driving force to me being successful and if i can't you know then it is what it is uh skip not racist just insensitive um he's good on the topics that deal with race uh, he actually listens and tries to understand our perspective. That's one thing I respect about Skip. Look, I, like I said, I don't think it's a racist thing, you know, and I, like I said, I, I just don't like to just wrap and tie things up in a big racist bow and, and serve it out. Like, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, that that is, that's irresponsible on our parts. And, I, and honestly, not getting to, not getting to the bottom of situations is one of the reasons why we kind of in the situations that we be in. It's because once again, it's, it's like prayer, prayer up, you know what I'm saying? Bless up, um, shots out too. It, it kind of falls into that category when anybody that's of the opposite race of, of African-American says something about African-American is, is racist, you know? And sometimes it don't be that way, but if you continue to say, Oh man, he racist. Well, he said this about LeBron. He racist. Well, he said this about Steph Curry. He racist. Like, that's why people are like, man, you always say that. You always do that. Like, not always the case. Now, there are times when you're right, <laughs> but like, you can't just look at, oh, he's black, he's white. Nah, it's pretty obvious he's racist. Like, nah, man, <laughs> like, it can't be that way. Like you gotta be able to investigate these things and like it's not always it's not always that. Like I think sometimes we have to understand that people didn't grow up like we grew up. 
people didn't go through certain circumstances that we don't. It bothers me when people say, well, they should know. Should they? Should they? Like, should they really, truly know? Like, there are certain things that you should know, right? But I just think that we give people way too much credit for, you know, we, we, we try to give them way too much credit for trying to understand things that they probably never endured in their entire life. Like, seriously, man, like, you know, I grew up in the Ninth Ward. You know, I had, like, a great family structure and stuff like that. But there were times where, you know, man, we didn't have food to eat, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Rice and, rice and butter almost, you know what I'm saying, all the time. My mom did what she could. You know, like, but, you know what I'm saying, I didn't know what it was like to grow up on Lakeshore Drive or, you know what I'm saying, to grow up in East Over. Like, hey, I, I ain't understand that. So, the situation that was going on in East Over and the things that they're dealing with completely different than me, you know, growing up in the night ward. And if we never cross paths and we never talk to each other until the time we got older, how and are they supposed to understand what it's like to be at this time, you know what I'm saying, or a 15 or 14 year old kid growing up in the night ward in New Orleans? And how am I supposed to understand what it's like to be a 14, 15 year old kid growing up in East Over? That is one of the main reasons why I say it is best for us not to learn about each other through false narratives, through books, through opinionated uh, commentary, and through movies. To actually sit down and have conversations and then be able to talk about certain situations and be able to understand one another. And if we can't reach an agreement, hey, at least we had the conversation and then at least we took the time out to try to see where a person is. It's okay to disagree. Like, it's okay to not be on the same page. Like, that don't make a person a terrible person. Honestly, that just makes them human. If I take 10 people right now and we just start talking, we might agree on, on a few things, but when we start talking, you might see a difference of opinion. But what happens if you're an hour into it and you're having a good time and you're laughing and then all of a sudden another topic comes up, are you supposed to just completely dismiss the fact that Maybe this is a good person. We're just not seeing eye to eye. That is the issue that we're dealing with. So we we got to shy away from that, folks. Uh, not going to lie, uh, our people do pull uh, the race car quick. And that's something that we need to not do all the time. Because like I said, it, it even in, when situations happen, it's going to make people disinterested. Y'all y'all read the story of the boy who cried wolf, right? You know, like he, he was lonely, he was by himself, wolf, wolf, here come the people from the town, coming, you know, he laughing, he think it's a joke, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, the wolf really came, and ain't nobody show up, ain't nobody show up because they didn't believe you, even if, you know, at the time, there was trouble, if you keep on, like, saying these things, and it's proven not to be true, when, when serious situations arise, who is going to believe that? That's why we got to be careful with this stuff, man. Yeah, like we, can't, we can't just tie it up in a big racism bowl all the time. Now, like I said, if it is, then call it for what it is. But don't just put it that way and just accept it. Maybe it's not that. I agree, Chosen. We, as black people, cannot always play the race card like uh, it's a joke or a spade. <laughs> Uh, criticism is not the same as racism. It's the pattern of criticism that reveals rather it is racism or not. I, <clears throat> to a certain extent, yeah, to a certain extent, but 
that's why, you know, saying there are several labels about this. You know, there's insensitivity, right? You know, there, there's insensitivity. There is racism. Uh, there is narcissism. There, there's all these different things, you know, that that can be considered that. But also it just goes back. It just goes back to what I'm saying. Like a lot of times we give each other way too much credit for things that we never experienced, never knew that much about. Somebody said, not Jerry Jones. He's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, man, that, that's a whole different can of worms right there. Uh, that uh, self-shame race card has been played against us since uh, time. Yeah. Egg, rice, butter, and Creole seasoning. That is true. Um, hi, all. Uh, I really don't feel uh, Skip is racist. I also think uh, his comments were a bad timing and taken out of context. Skip just uh, been putting his foot in his mouth lately. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, chunk it up the old age. I don't know. I understand what Skip was trying to say, but it was bad timing. I think that's what it is, man. You know that old saying, read the room? You know, like with DeMar Hamlin and what he was going through, you know, like nobody cared about playoff implications. Like, it wasn't the time for us to put that type of stuff into perspective. Um, And, you know, and guy fighting for his life, like nobody cares about the playoffs, right? Nobody caring about that. Being from LA, or uh, I guess Louisiana, and going to parts of the country is amazing to see how ethnically uh, separated we still are. Yeah, I mean, I tell people all the time. I mean, man, throughout elementary, middle, high school, I went to school with <laughs> all black people. Like when I got I say when I got to college, you know, and, and I started to like, you know, start to see like, you know, white people and stuff. You know, it was kind of weird because if you're from New Orleans, you know, you know, man, if you growing up in the Ninewood, you probably going to like it, it's it's you going to see mostly black people. It's almost like if you saw somebody that was white, it was weird to you. And I, I really started to see like white people for the first time, really. You know, like I said, when I was in college and then when my grandmother um, at the time, uh, she was a nurse. My grandfather used to sometimes bring her lunch or I don't know. She was I don't know. If, I don't know how it went. Somebody was bringing somebody lunch, but it used to be out there in St. Bernard Parish. And that's when I started to see like white people like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like. You ever seen that uh that Christmas commercial with the M&Ms and Santa Claus when you're like, they do. <laughs> it does exist. They do exist. Like it's kind of the same way because um, I didn't really see him and I didn't really have that much interaction with, with white people growing up. So, you know, when you get a, get around one another, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it can be kind of awkward. You know, I mean, I know it, it was for me. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, but, it, but I'm just saying that goes back to saying sometimes, you know, like we, just grown accustomed to believing that we just understand the whole book, but we just basically uh, just read the cliff notes, you know, not, not all, you know what I'm saying? Not all people are terrible, you know what I'm saying? Like based on like what you, you know what I'm saying? Hear about them as far as their ethnicities and stuff like that. Like you can't be that way. You got to give people opportunities. I'm not a fan of Skip to be honest, but long before that comment, yeah, I'm not like, he all right, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I get what you be trying to do. Some things, you know, like 
I, I just get tired of the LeBron cowboy talk all the time. You know, that kind of stuff right there, just, oh, man, this is about ratings. Okay, who are people going to talk about? Let's talk about Cowboys and LeBron. Like, i like to hear something else. I was part of the first wave of integration in my town. It was hard. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was uh, growing up, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can only imagine. Uh, I don't get along with Cowboy fans. Uh, look, I don't think a lot of people get along with Cowboy fans, especially being a Saints fan. Um, being a Saints fan, you know, the Cowboys just don't mix. That's that's all in water, right? Uh, I dislike Whitlock tweet more than Skip. Well, look, that's because that, there's two different things to me, Charles. Like, like you may you may disagree, but I just think it's two different reasons. Like to me, Skip is more like, man, bro, you got to read the room. Like, man, like, like nobody cares about this stuff right now. But what what Jason Whitlock is like, he knows what he's doing. It's it's like that troll, right? It's like that. It's like that dude, like after you feel, you know, you made a tweet that you feel like makes a lot of sense. Is that one person that's probably an egg, or you know, what I'm saying don't have a profile. You know, shut the f up. You know, like that is is that person? That's what that's what Jason Whitlock is. Jason Whitlock tries to find ways to troll individuals, and what he wants is for them to respond. So they can be able to go back on this show and say, oh, man, look what they said about me. Or he wants to get people so outraged to make people want to hear what he has to say. Like he he is trying to find a, a back and forth situation. You know, he like he's doing it once again for nefarious reasons. So, and so I just think it's completely different. Like the dude is, is the bad guy wrestler, you know, what I'm saying that comes down to the ring once again. And be like, where am I? I'm in New Orleans. Well, you know, like, well, you guys suck or whatever. And I ate gumbo and it stinks. You know, like, he's that type of person, right? And, you know, people could be like, boo. I went down there to the French quarters and it stinks. Even though it does sometimes. Boo. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> that's what that's what, uh, Jason Whitlock is. Jason Whitlock is the bad guy wrestler that goes out there and just trashes the hometown. Uh, let's see, tired of the Brady talk and Undisputed too. Yeah, I just think that people just look for something different. Jason Whitlock, yeah, he does know what he's doing. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Excuse me. Say sometimes when people get older, like Skip. <laughs> They filter sometimes one game <laughs> or one shot, two shot, three shots more. How many shots before you hit the floor? <laughs> he a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, that, that's basically what he, he's become. But um, as far as, like I said, with DeMar Hamlin, man, my prayers go out to the brother, his, uh, you know, to his family. I don't think I have any updates as of right now since the uh, we, we went live. Um. I don't see anything, you know, I'm seeing people talk about uh, T. Higgins, you know, people are holding this man responsible. How, how are you going to hold T. Higgins responsible? This, man, this, this didn't have anything to do with T. Higgins. It was just unfortunate circumstances. And if you've been following medical personnel, shouts out to my guy, Dr. Uh, Jesse Morris. Y'all, y'all, y'all seen Dr. Morris on the show. I mean, y'all know he give good information. He was talking about it 
on his social media page. Follow him on Twitter, Dr. Jesse Moyce. Um, but he was talking about like the, the situation, like, you know, it's almost like <laughs> I hate to get back to wrestling again, but there was a wrestler. Um, his finishing move was the heart punch, right? You know what I'm saying? He punched in the chest or whatever like that, and the wrestler falls to the ground and for the getting a count of three for the victory or whatever. Y'all like some of y'all been wrestling fans, y'all know what I'm talking about. But it's kind of like the same situation. Like it was just like one of those phenomenons where, you know, a guy, uh, you know, goes into a chest, you know what I'm saying, at, at a real time, you know what I'm saying, where a person's heart is like at, at a certain point, you know, it hits them dead in the chest and all of a sudden it starts cardiac arrest. Like it is one of those rare situations, um, you know, it's one of those rare situations. Yeah, my boy Brian know what I'm talking about, man. I was waiting for – I ain't tell the person the wrestling name because I wanted to see if anybody was going to get it. Yeah, The Undertaker. You know, Undertaker when he was mean Mark Callis back in um, the uh, NWA. But uh, anyway, yeah, just one of those freak situations. So I don't understand why anybody is blaming uh, T. Higgins for that. I mean, that was, that was, that's just an unfortunate circumstance. But it's also one of those situations, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I'm pretty sure like uh, there's probably some people that's listening, probably never seen the State of the Saints podcast before, but probably because of the topic of conversation, you probably tuned in. And if you are tuning in for the first time, thank you so much. But, you know, it, like I said, it's just one of those unfortunate circumstances. And <clears throat> it. it I don't think you should blame a guy like T. Higgins, you know what I'm saying, for anything like that. That just makes no absolutely no sense it, it makes no sense at all all right i mean blaming a guy you know for something like that is just ridiculous uh we gotta stop letting these leftist pieces of human trash control the narrative hamlin may uh die because liberal groups want to force injection on people man josh i love you man but <laughs> that ain't it bro that ain't it <laughs> that ain't it though that 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 is not it, okay. I've heard this before. I've heard I've heard this situation before, and this is the type of narrative that I'm saying that's that's going around, and people are uh, uh, saying, and this is absolutely 100% false. That is not true, my friend. It is not true, okay. This has absolutely nothing to do with vaccinations. It has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Uh, you know, when it comes to like leftists or anything like that, like what happened was was a phenomenon that something that <clears throat> normally does not happen and probably won't happen again. It just, I mean, like I said, go to Dr. Jesse Moyes' uh, page. He explains it a little bit more and way much more in detail than I I could ever do. But it has absolutely nothing to do with you know the 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 politics it don't have nothing to do with no vaccinations none of that stuff it's just it's just an unfortunate circumstance like if you look at the percentage of individuals that have dealt with this like it's it's a phenomenon and it probably won't it probably won't happen again man it's not happening bro like it's it's not you know, like I said, man, they got they got medical personnel that will be able to explain it much better than me. That that man, that's why we have to be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, dear, I got you got individuals out here that want you 
to feed into the agenda that they're trying to put out there. And if you're not careful, you may buy into it. And I feel very comfortable about this because not only um, shouts out to my guy, Dr. Jesse Boyce, uh, but I'm privileged and blessed. And I mean this in a major way to be married to somebody in a medical profession. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm no, no disrespect to uh, anybody out there, but uh, I think I'll take uh, my, my wife's opinion about it. Uh, Dr. Jesse Moore's opinion about it, as well as uh, some of the uh, heart doctors that have been chiming in, um, giving us like, you know, a few minutes of their time, you know, getting away from, you know, saving people by giving them double and triple bypass surgeries to give us the information about that. So uh, how many uh, clock shots uh, deep are you? I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, get these nuts out of here. Uh, flooding the chat with nonsense. No political issues here. Zero. No, not at all. Not not in my opinion. I mean, you can you can take that and, and roll with it. But I, I 100 <laughs> disagree with that. Therapy only helps if you're uh, open to it. Uh, righties uh, aren't open to anything but their echo chambers. Look, I ain't trying to make this about no left and no right thing. This is about <laughs> this is about the situation with Demar Hamlin. Now, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, and one of the main reasons why I do not like talking politics because it brings the worst out of individuals. It makes it turns friends into enemies. It turns people that have a lot more in common uh, to individuals that will never cross paths ever again. Like I don't, I don't like. I'm not. That that's that's just the worst. All I know is that you have a young man who's 24 years old suffer a, a rare situation that that very few people deal with, and I, it ain't got nothing to do with, with COVID vaccinations, vaccinations of any kind. It, it just don't have anything to do with it. And I mean, <laughs> bro, we got doctors saying these things, like people that actually spent hundreds <laughs> they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and and countless hours cramming this stuff into their minds i'm taking a word for it i'm taking a word for it i'm not taking some guy who has an you know some investment like like some type of investment you know like what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill us all they want us to take the vaccination speaking of vaccinations i'd like to introduce you to a brand new product it's anti-vaccination flow for $49.99. All you have to do is get this anti-vaccination pack. It will protect you from these all these wacko doctors out here. Like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, I watched Dr. Brian uh, Stuffers explain the injury. He broke it down good, too. But blaming T. Higgins is low. Uh, I was hoping no one blamed him. I pray for him. And uh, as well, imagine how he felt. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can only imagine. You can't use uh, rugby, man. Rugby doesn't wear protection, so there's automatically a thought in your head. Uh, I can go all the way out. Uh, football, you have protection, so that mind state is out the window. Yeah, I agree with that. Die suddenly watching uh, the documentary, unless you were Mac Jones making unnecessary legal blocks. <laughs> LOL, people who took 20 booster shots have the nerve to call other people's nuts. I hope ain't nobody taking 20 uh, booster shots. 
if somebody taking 20 booster shots, uh, I don't think they'll be here with us. <laughs> uh, ignore the clock shots at your peril. You deserve if ignored. Uh, let's see. Wishing those didn't fall for the cupcake uh, thingy with the, I don't know. Uh, sports. <laughs> Matt, I don't know what the heck going on. So dying is now <coughs> political. Every, everything in the world ride becomes political for some apparent reason. It becomes, it becomes, it becomes, <laughs> uh, it, it becomes um, political every, every single time, man. I, I don't understand this. Like a guy fighting for his life somehow becomes like this, this, consp- this conspiracy about vaccinations. Like, what are we doing here? Where are we at as people? Anyone with common sense uh, would understand when you get hit in the chest, it can cause your heart to stop. Some people are just dotes. I won't say some people are dotes, man, but I mean, look, none of us are really medical professionals. We got a few people on here, man, you know, that come through the spot. <clears throat> you know, we got a couple of people, you know, that's in the medical profession that, that uh, come through the spot. But none of us, like, are really just qualified to really understand this stuff and and the individuals that give us this opportunity you know and give us this information man like i don't know man we just got to accept it like it it just like it don't make sense like if that's the case like why do you why do you go to the doctor at all you know what i'm saying like i I feel like this like well i won't get into it uh, I think the real issue is the fact uh, to uh, league society uh, think players aren't human but chess pieces until unfortunate circumstances happen and until they that's fixed, the cycle just continues. Well, look, you can't look at these football players as, uh, you know, sheeps to the slaughter, so to speak. Um, I hate to sound disingenuous for all my Peter people out there, but I'm just using that as an example. You know, these are human beings, and I think sometimes we – you know, including myself at times, uh, look at these guys as superhuman, you know, and these guys, man, these guys are getting, man, these guys are getting hit by guys that's running 19, 20, up to 22 miles per hour, full speed, you know, like, man, and they running into your ribs, they running into your thighs, they running into your knees, they, they run into your, your ankles, you know what I'm saying, your head. All these different things, but like, like I said, we look at these guys as superhuman, but they're human at the end of the day. They just do it. They just have an extraordinary job. <clears throat> uh, he got hit during a uh, QT. Um, let's see, interval, uh specifically the T pulse, uh, not the defender's fault. Just a rare occurrence. Yeah, like I said it's, it's very, very rare situation. Like left tackles who uh, busy do uh, himself uh, after uh, he broke uh, Thiesman leg. And uh, ended his career. Yeah, you talking about Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, I mean that that can that can really uh, affect you. Look, I don't uh, back the government at all, and I'm not defending them. But if they really wanted to take us out, they really could. I mean, we can't act like Lake Lanier uh, doesn't uh, have a whole town underwater. That I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just I mean, it's just amazing to me how. The, we have this government, <laughs> these government conspiracies and stuff like, man, the government, if they want you gone, they can get you up out of here. They can get you up out of here. Trust and believe. There's not there's not a thing you can do about it. 
if they want to know where you at, they're going to know where you at. If they want something from you, they're going to get it from you. I'm kind of surprised that it doesn't happen more. It's not a conspiracy. Too many athletes have fallen dead this year. Not a coincidence. Wake up. Um, name them. Name them. <laughs> name them. Name, 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 name the, uh, and I need, I need proof. I need some proof that, that vaccinations killed you guys. Like, man, I, I don't, I don't know. All I, all I'm saying is, man, like we, we need to turn TV off and we need to turn TV off and stop, you know what I'm saying? Looking at these things that, that feed into our biggest fears. Like you literally can watch any single thing to make you like basically inflate your thoughts and views about anything. If I wanted to believe that cats are the greatest pets in the world, I can watch a countless amount of videos that, that just completely just enhance that belief. If I want to feel like every Republican is the worst human being on the planet, I can watch videos. If I want to feel like every Democrat is the worst in the world, I can watch videos to enhance that. If I want to feel like uh, the JFK conspiracy, I mean, JFK assassination was an inside job, the Martin Luther King assassination was inside job. There's video to back all these things up. Like, seriously. And, and if you're not careful, you'll just believe that stuff, like, constantly. Like, I, I don't believe it. I do not believe that that vaccinations <laughs> are killing individuals like the people are making it out. I just don't. I do not believe that. And I definitely don't believe, like, they're just this conspiracy to take down athletes and football players you know who, who play the game of football or play the game of basketball and they just want them to die i, I just don't <clears throat> uh yeah the jab is specifically targeted to condition society for a wicked system they're implementing mm. i mean do they have do they have is there such thing as the art of influence absolutely but i don't think it's this case uh I agree, uh, King uh, C3. Sadly, other companies will be uh, back to normal today and fire those who uh, don't come in. I don't know what we're talking about with that. What are we doing? I absolutely will send you a list of athletes who dropped dead this year. I will email it later. Uh, the information is out there. Don't give me – I, I want to make this clear. I want some guys that's playing the game of football. I want – I want – Guys like my age, your age, I ain't talking about Franco Harris. I ain't talking about no Ray, um, no Ray guy. I ain't talking about guys that been around here <coughs> 70, 80 years and basically just, you know, <laughs> may live their life to the fullest. I'm talking about some young whippersnappers out here. I'm talking about some, some youngsters. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some guys that's out here running and cutting and jumping and skipping and hopping. I'm talking about these type of guys. That's all I'm saying. These are the type of guys I'm talking about. Okay, screw the vaccine talk, peeps, and get off conspiracy theories. You're doing a great uh, dude. Thanks for uh, from the mafia. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that, uh, Morning. Thank you so much for the uh, $5. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> – I don't know how we got here, man, but – there will be no more conspiracy theory talk for the remainder of the show as we wrap this thing up. I, I'm not reading that, man. 
I'm just not. I, 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 I'm sorry. I do. I don't believe it. Will not believe it. And we're going to move on from there. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. A hybrid veteran quarterback riding the bench on a new contract. What, what are we talking about here? Who is the hybrid veteran quarterback? <laughs> who, who, is the, who is this? Uh, I don't know what we're talking about here. We, <laughs> Who are we talking about the hot hybrid uh, veteran quarterback? I, I don't know. Anyway, let, let, let me see. Uh, any, let me see any if any new updates came out before we uh, wrap this thing up. Um, about that, I uh, just kind of came across that people have something to say about T. Higgins. Don't know. Don't know why. Don't know why at all. But. But let me go ahead and get up out of here, man. Um, my prayers go out once again to Demar Hamlin, um, to his family. Hope this brother pulled through, and I hope this kind of puts things into perspective. Look, man, regardless to what side of the fence you sitting on, as far as like, uh, I don't know, conspiracy theories, all that kind of stuff. All I know is there's a 24 year old young man sitting in is laying in the hospital right now, fighting for his life. Okay, fighting for his life. And that's the most important thing. I don't I don't care about the rest of this stuff. I don't care about playoff implications. I don't care about vaccinations. I don't care about any of that stuff. This is a human being who is fighting for his life. And that's where our mind should be. So my thoughts and prayers once again go out to his family. And um, hopefully we take this day to put things into perspective uh, and uh, appreciate the life that we live and appreciate um you know, little things that we take for granted. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>